0: and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Oh, hello there. What's going on everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. I am your host, Mr. Edwin Pagan. This is the Word on the Road podcast, a, a weekly podcast where we take uh, or where I take three articles from the internet, uh, usually technology related. I give you my analysis. Uh, I break them down for you. I give you the details of things that are important. And then I send you on your way more informed and more aware of the things going on on the interwebs, man. With that being said, I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. Um, if you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, I appreciate you coming back too, man. If you've been with us since day one or with me, what do I keep saying? Us. It's literally me and this production right here. What? Right? Um, with that being said, uh, I appreciate everybody who's been listening to the podcast. Um, I almost didn't do this podcast today. Uh, I was like, literally, in my room. I was like, bro, I was having so many technology issues. It's literally like the thing about like doing this podcast is that like you gotta have a workflow, man. You gotta have a workflow. The, the key to successful podcasting is a workflow, and I'm speaking from someone who doesn't have a successful podcast. But the key is to have all your shit together, um, technology wise. And so I installed some new stuff re- uh, recently, some new monitors, and literally upon Installing these monitors, I'm like, all right, great. Now I have terrible lighting. So, if you look, if you're watching on YouTube right now, there's like this little strip right here of like a shadow, and it's bugging the hell out of me. But it almost led to me not doing the podcast. But I'm like, dude, stop making excuses for not doing the podcast. You skip the gym to do this podcast, so you gotta do this podcast and you gotta work at eight. So, um, with that being said, man, I hope everyone's having a good week. Man, I hope everyone's having um. Um, uh, I don't know, man. If you're, if you're, if you're still alive, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Cause, uh, uh, <laughs> no, dude, it's it seriously feels like. Um, I felt like things were like. Because um, I'm in Florida, I felt like things were getting better for a while. Like, I felt like, okay, we're getting over this COVID thing. Um, I started, I started, I literally started buying stocks in like airline companies because I'm like, we're making a comeback. We're going to be tip top Magoo in a couple days. And then out of nowhere, we're like, Florida has the highest infection rate. Uh, we're uh, we're, uh, we're all going to hell. I, I don't know. It feels like now things are getting worse. And what's wild is that like my son, he's, you know, um, he, he's in public school and, um, you know, we were. We're Kind of under the impression that, like, all right, school's gonna be pushed back to August 24th, but you know, the kids are gonna be able to go into the school. Now it's like, no, the school is gonna be completely remote, and they pushed the start date to the 10th. And so now we're like, we're in Florida, we're gearing up to just be like, hey, our kids are gonna get an early start on what corporate life is like because they're gonna be sitting in front of a computer um, for like eight hours a day or however long school is. So, and that's oh, that's a wild thing to think about. You know, I wonder like what the consequences of that are gonna be. But at the same time, you got to do what you got to do to keep the numbers down to flatten the curve of COVID. But it's one of those things where it's like, man, like my son's first day of school is going to be at home. You know, it's, it's that that first day of first uh, first grade, it's going to be at school. And it's like, man, it's like, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. And it's, it's to me, it's like, it's going to be a crazy learning curve for teachers to like, I guess, go from like being on premise to like remote teaching. So You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I know um, someone was telling me that they're trying to. uh, Some teachers were wondering if they could like just teach from the classroom remotely. Like, so they go into the classroom and then they um, they like have like a video stream, but I think it's the era of streaming, everybody's just going to start streaming, so um, that's what's going on in our world in Florida, man, it's like, ugh, it feels like every day, it feels like, it almost feels like we're almost on the brink of shutting down everything every single day, so I'm like, take advantage of the gyms being open, take advantage of restaurants being open, because you never know when the government's going to say, hey, 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 it's over, we're shutting it all down, which is, which is wild, and like, so this weekend, I was out in Fort Pierce as well um, with my wife and her family were celebrating her sister's birthday, and um, what was wild was that, like, you know, we were out and about, you know what I'm saying, we were on a boat, we went out to a restaurant, we were on my we were on my, my wife's father's boat, I don't have a boat, it's his boat, I was lucky to be on his boat, he gave me permission to be on his boat, right, I felt very special, okay, um, but he said, um, you know, um, what was wild was that, like, I was putting stories up on Facebook, and uh, Facebook, and Instagram, and, like, people, people were, like, messaging me, like, bro, you know, you guys are pieces of shit, why are you out there, you know, wh- where's your mask, and blah, 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 and I was, like, damn, bro, like, people are hitting me up, telling me how, like, I'm a bad person for being out and about, so it's, like, I don't know what the proper protocol is and it's almost to the point where it gives me anxiety that like I just want to just shut off my social media like or just completely like I'm this close to just cutting off Facebook straight up like because I feel like I can't handle the anxiety of people just like like there's like you ever look at your followers and on Facebook and people posting stuff and you're like dude you're so far gone like I can't I can't handle this like I know that you can't believe everything you see online. A lot of people's opinions aren't true. But like, I think it's really weird that like there's people on Facebook who are like, yo, those people deserve to get COVID for not wearing a mask. And that person deserves to die. It's like... I don't think people deserve to die, regardless if they made a mistake or not, you know what I'm saying, and I think it's weird to blame people uh, for not wearing a mask. like, people who get COVID to say, hey, the reason they got it is because they weren't wearing a mask, you know, and it's just creating this weird culture that's, it's really mind-boggling to me that we're, like, we're almost attacking people, and, you know, I, I, this is not me saying I'm not in favor of people wearing masks, but I think it's weird to mask shame people, and we're slowly becoming a culture of, like, people who think it's okay to do that, and that's, as Political as I'm going to get on this podcast because this is not a political podcast. So, with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into the stories. Of course, the stories we're going to discuss today will be available in the description below if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on the audio podcast, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, etc. Uh, it'll be available in the description of the podcast. All right, with that being said, guys, what article do I want to start with? All right, man, let's just go to the first article of the day. It's coming from the fine folks at the Wall Street Journal, um, which is, uh, hold on, hold on, switch into to the iPad. Boom, I bet. So, uh, first article of the day is coming from the fine folks at the wall street journal which is a uh, facebook offers money to real in tiktok creators man so this is wild bro because you know uh, uh, obviously tiktok is the big player right now you know what i'm saying instagram and facebook obviously they're both the same company but TikTok is eating their lunch, you know what I'm saying? Their, their user base is growing like crazy. And so Facebook is trying to figure out how to bring in users um into their new application that's going to be a TikTok competitor, man. And so what Facebook is doing is uh, you know, they're bringing an envelope. They're bringing uh, uh they're offering the top creators on 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 TikTok incentives to become exclusive content creators for Facebook applications. So this includes um I think uh, Facebook rolled out um, a uh, application called Reels, um, and so uh, they're planning to release it next month, but in essence, they're trying to say, hey, listen, if we can't get people to switch over to our application, let's go ahead and bring people over from TikTok over to Instagram or Facebook by giving them, giving them an incentive, and this is something similar that Microsoft did as well with, um, I think it was with the with that gamer guy named uh, Ninja, who they gave him $10 million Dollars. They gave him ten million dollars to come over to Mixer only to have mixer shut down because Microsoft was like eh, we want to get out of the streaming business and that that's wild but Facebook is, is trying to do the same thing along with Instagram and like this is a, this is a very smart incentive because if you if you look at things like um, services like uh, I think it was like this uh, service called uh, what was it called vine so vine was a huge service um, back in the day it was like it, it was like the early 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 version of like video and things like that and I, I'm sure everyone knows what vine is right um, but vine didn't really care about its content creators it it did it wasn't investing money into its content creators and facebook and instagram are pretty much trying to say hey you know the creators the users on this platform are the reason why um you know this platform is as popular as we can so if we can't get people to switch over what incentive can we give them let's give them an envelope let's give them some money and so tiktok is responding back by saying hey we're opening up an incentive for um um what is it they said that's like um they're investing about 200 million dollars in um, pro- a program to help creators um, better find other avenues of advertising or of, of revenue generation, right? So helping the creators on the platform say, "Hey, let's not just make money off of TikTok, but how can we help you? You know, find ways to make money off of sponsors. So connecting people with sponsors and et cetera. So similar to like what Google does with AdSense um, and with ad revenue um, and setting users up with that is similar to what TikTok is trying to do. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see because TikTok right now, and I talk about TikTok entirely way too much on this podcast, but the reality is is that TikTok is not going anywhere, but it's also they're trying to get rid of TikTok because of the security concerns that they have with it because it is a Chinese-based company. And, and kind of given the political tensions that are going on um, in the U.S. with TikTok uh, or with China, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what how this plays out. And so a lot of the users and content creators on TikTok, are, are jumping ship and saying, if Facebook's willing to offer us an envelope, we're gonna go head over to uh, Facebook or to Instagram and make content over there because we can't wake up one day or we can't be wondering if this platform is gonna be around tomorrow. Because if you wake up tomorrow and TikTok is gone and all 2.5 million followers you had or 3 million followers are gone, there goes your that's your job and you gotta build that platform up. And so um, to bring your users over to Instagram or the content creators exclusively over to Instagram is really, really kind of a smart move on Instagram and Facebook's part. But I think TikTok is not going to go off, you know, without a fight. And so TikTok is trying to do things. So it's kind of a platform more right now. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this kind of plays out. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit takes the bus. And so I, I actually see Facebook um, coming up on top or Instagram coming up on top, you know what I'm saying? Um, because th- Facebook is notorious for doing this, you know? I think that like what they did with uh, with Instagram Stories um, with basically saying, you know what, if we can't buy Snapchat, we're going to go ahead and just create our own version of Instagram Stories and then put that same feature on Facebook and now, like I don't use Snapchat. It's weird. I don't use Snapchat. I use Instagram and uh, Instagram Stories because I was just like, hey, why would I want to have two or three? Um, and same thing with WhatsApp. Facebook said, you know what, if we can't build it, <laughs> let's go ahead and buy it, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out, but I think at the end of the day, money is, is going to be the one that talks, and so... I think more people are kind of just gonna move over to uh, the, the the content creators, um, you know, who who really take this seriously are just gonna take that check and go over to Facebook and Instagram just because it's a more stable, more sustainable platform. So with that being said, guys, check out that article. That's with the Wall Street Journal, man. So um, with that being said, man, next article of the day is coming from the fine folk that uh, I can't talk, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, next article today is coming from the fine folks at Ars Technica, which is crooks have acquired a proprietary D-bolt software to jackpot ATMs, bruh. Listen, if you don't know what jackpotting an ATM is, um, all right, so imagine like when you go to the casino, right? And uh, you hit the jackpot on a little slot machine and all that money comes out. It's pretty much doing that, but to an ATM machine. It's pretty wild, right? And so basically what this article is talking about is that some crooks were able to get a hold of the proprietary code that's used on these d um, ATM machines. And so they're going to be able, or what the risk is right now, is that uh, crooks will be using this to... Um, to uh, Pretty much hack ATM machines to get the money out of them, man. So, um, good news and bad news. All right, um, good news and bad news from this article. Cause I'm gonna, I'm kind of shortening it up for you guys. But uh, good news and bad news. Uh, the new attack variation um, hasn't been used yet, so they got a hold of this code, but um, they haven't been like it hasn't been seen in a while. But uh, the, the the other good thing about it is like it doesn't affect you the way you think it affects you, right? Because um, you know there's no like it's not like the financial data or your financial data has been hacked or the Money's coming out of your account, but simply put, um, it's just a way that thieves can get money out of these ATM machines. So, to kind of put my security hat on, because I love information security, uh, to kind of put my security hat on and to kind of show people, um, to make people understand how this kind of works. Um, ATM machines are are pretty much, when you really think at them about them, um, typical ATM machines. They're basically vending machines for money. You put your card in and you ask the machine to give you $40 in cash. And so the machine charges your card $40 plus a service fee and then it gives you that money in cash. And they make their money off the service fees, right? And so at the end of the day, it is just a machine that dispenses cash. That's all it is. That's really what it is. And so it's a machine that has motors and it has a computer. And so if you can get into the computer and say, hey, can you make this motor right here run Um, or can you test this motor to dispense, then you can do that without having to, you know, make an ATM transaction because at the end of the day, it is that. And so when you have the code to how the ATM machine works, then you in turn can actually change the code, mimic the code, find out how the code works in order to get this machine to dispense you money. And so the people that have been able to do this type of jackpotting or this type of hacks on ATM machines have been really, really freaking gnarly because it's like you literally just, you just, you just secured the bag bro it's like the ultimate ultimate hack in that sense but um, it's it's one of those things that like um, people would be surprised how easy it is to hack an ATM machine once you kind of understand how it works because at the end of the day these ATM machines they're sold by a company and they're mass-produced so the manuals for these ATM machines are online right the service keys, right, to open up the ATM machine, are online because the ATM machine itself has a vault where the money is stored, and then the rest of it is a computer that's accessible. And so, if you can get to the computer, alter the code, mess with it, then you're in business, and you can really do some pretty righteous hacks. So, I definitely encourage people. Like, if you're interested in how ATM hacking works, there's definitely some videos online about jackpotting ATM machines. I think I saw one from like a TED talk um, where the guy demonstrated, or it was like a death head talk or DEFCON talk where he Demonstrated how to jackpot an ATM machine, how to alter the code, um, but it's one of those things where um, you know it's it's possible. So the one thing I'll, I'll, I'll say with this is that like also with COVID-19, I think that we're really really moving away from a cash society. I think cash was only going to be used for like I don't know strip clubs and like <laughs> that's a terrible analogy, bro. Uh, for look, look for for uh, for what's it. Oh my god, that's a terrible example. No, seriously, I, I um um I, I literally only use cash for like my barber straight up and so even then my barber's like i take cash out i just feel weird giving him cash because i feel like it's insulting but um um i think that like atms aren't going anywhere um but I also think we're moving away from a cash society um but yeah that's a pocket uh, i'm sorry that's that article guys from RS Technica. make sure to check that one out um and so last but not least uh next article today is coming from the fine folks that's uh, uh, wired.com there you go wired.com all right which is your next smartphone will be a lot hotter to scratch, all right, it's gonna be a lot harder to scratch, all right. So it's basically talking about Gorilla Glass. Um is making their first significant improvement on scrap prevention on from um uh, in, uh they're making a significant change to their scratch prevention on their Gorilla Glass uh it's been about seven years since they've done that so if you're not familiar with what Gorilla Glass is um it, it, Gorilla Glass you, you most of us have it on our phones we don't even realize it but it's basically a glass uh designed for smartphones to make it so it's less hard or it's a lot harder to break or crack the glass man and something that has been um you know been improving over time, initially we saw it on the first iPhones, um, we saw it on, on Samsung phones as well, and it was designed to be like, hey, if we drop our phones, they do not, uh, the screen doesn't crack as easily or scratch as easily, it's what makes those phones, um, you know, uh, what gives phones the ability where you can like, you know, put it in your purse, you um, put your keys on it and it doesn't scratch the screen as easily and so they're, they're talking about on this article the significant improvements that they're making to Gorilla Glass um, and, and kind of the process of like of elimination that that they, that they go through to create uh, scratch resistance and crack resistant glass and so nothing obviously is truly scratch resistant or, or, or crack resistant unless it's like bulletproof and even bulletproof glass is, 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 is capable of being scratched but in this article they kind of just talk about Like you know, how hard it is to kind of create this type of glass, it's a lot harder than people think because you know they're talking about how they come up with like at least a thousand different um, forms of gorilla glass and then they have to test those uh, those types of gorilla glass out um, and then they narrow it down and then narrow it down and then narrow it down. And in the article, they kind of talk about how like you know we we got it down to three, but then we have to really test um, and see that you know. how scratch resistant this is and it kind of it kind of speaks to the fact that like you know um, it's like the old outcast saying you can plan a pretty picnic but you can't predict the weather Um, it's very similar with the gorilla glass which is like you know we can do all the testing in the labs and all this and that but until we put it on a smartphone until we put it out in the real world we really can't see how well the gorilla glass is going to work and so um, it's really interesting to see how uh, it's evolving but one of the things that they noted on the article that was very interesting was that like they said that like one of the reasons um, glass is scratching more even though it's, it's scratch resistance? Is that people are keeping their phones a lot longer? You know, it went from people keeping their phones for one or two for one or two years to now people are keeping their phones uh, three plus years, which is, is very interesting because I have the iPhone X right here. And actually, I just scratched, my, I actually cracked my screen the other day uh, or the back of it, but um, which is also because I also use my phone for my stream deck, um, but uh, um. What's interesting is that it's true. Like iPhones have gotten so good, the technology has gotten so good that like I, I I plan on keeping this phone for at least the next two years. It, it there's there's no reason for me to need a new phone. Like it works really really well for what I needed to do, and the battery works really well, the form factors really well, and the screen hasn't cracked yet. And so it's one of those things where it's like you know people are keeping their phones longer, and so gorilla glasses has to to figure out a way to adapt to that where they're like all right we need to make glass that lasts longer than three plus years because people are keeping their phones longer. in In the article, they also talk about Apple. Also talked about there's a decreased sales in um in um in iPhone sales as well because people again are keeping their iPhones longer. So um, definitely check out the glasses or check out the article. It's very interesting to see how the process of creating this type of technology is and how uh, smartphones are the future. Not they're not the future. They're not going anywhere. And so how you know manufacturers are going to keep phones longer um I'll, I'll end on this because a lot of people ask me this um which is um you know i think we're going to get to the point where phones are going to be you're not going to need a case for your phone i personally don't put a case on my phone unless i put a case on my phone <laughs> what i mean by that is like i saw this new the grass tyson uh um clip um, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and I asked him, why don't you put a case on your phone? He's like, because I like the idea of working on my grip. He's like, I like the idea of having a grip on my phone um, and working on my grip. And it's so true. When I stopped putting a case on my phone, I found that I'm more cautious and more aware of my phone and I have a better grip. I don't drop my phone as much. But when I do have a case, I'm so loosely just like I throw my phone, I, I drop my phone for, for anything. I bump into a wall, drop my phone. I, I go pick up something up, drop my phone and so um not putting a case on your phone kind of builds a habit of not dropping things and being as clumsy. I don't know how accurate that is, but it's something that I do that helps me like kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing something good about it. But then you look at my phone, and I cracked it. <laughs> I don't think you can really see where, oh, there it is. I cracked a shiznik out of it. Um, But yeah, that, that's kind of like where I think it's going. Like I definitely wish and hope that there's a day where I don't have to put a huge case on my phone. Because like if you look at the iPhone itself, it's such a sleek and it's such a sexy design it's like why do you got to put some big ass case on it you know what i'm saying like um so hopefully they come up with something that's like truly truly crack resistant but you know until that day i'm gonna keep just you know working on my hand strength man all right man We did it. We got through this, guys. All right, perfect. So with that being said, guys, I appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. Make sure if you're you're listening, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We do this every Wednesday. I'm going to start doing it more, I think. But with that being said, we do this every Wednesday. Um, But with that being said, guys, this has been the We're on the Road podcast with your host, Edwin Pagan. I appreciate y'all listening to the podcast, guys. And until next time, make sure to wear your mask, wash your hands, kiss your mom on the cheeks. You're supposed to kiss your mom on the cheeks, right? I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, my name is Evan Pagan. Y'all take care. Peace. What are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. watching your dad's YouTube channel?